Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. As we get out the Christmas lights, ornaments, and tinsel to decorate our homes, many of us are relieved that Christmas will feel a bit more normal this year. As we prepare to gather with friends and family to celebrate the birth of Jesus, let us prepare in mind, body, spirit, and space by decking the halls and our lives with what matters most. The hope, peace, joy, and love of God. God provides joy in unexpected ways through unexpected means, people, and places. In this message of the week from December 12th, Pastor Jen Tyler shares from the book of Luke, chapter 1, and the story of Mary's joyous response to the good news of the coming Savior. Here is the First Church message of the week. you pray with me. Holy and loving God, as we gather and we worship you this day, as we listen for your word, may you open our ears anew in this time that we might hear your voice more clearly. Open our eyes as we seek to see you more clearly and our hearts that we might love you more deeply, ridding us from any and all distractions so that all that we see and hear and know and feel and speak are of you. Amen. So hopefully things like jingle bells aren't a good example of this, but I wonder if anyone else here has ever begrudgingly agreed to do something that you really didn't want to do, right? And then maybe if you're like me, you've had those moments where you went on to be surprised that this thing you didn't want to do, you actually really loved it. Right? I was thinking a little bit about that this week and about how sometimes I don't want to do something, maybe because I'm tired and I just don't feel like leaving the house again to meet up with friends, even though I know that I would enjoy their company. And then there are other times that it maybe feels a little more complicated than that, like it's a food that looks less than great that you were pretty sure you didn't want to try because you were sure you wouldn't enjoy it. Um, but you ended up loving it instead. Sushi, for example, was one of those foods for me the first time I tried it. And then there are lots of other examples we could go on and on with. Some of those are serious, others are lighthearted, but lots of times in my life, and surely yours, this has been true, right? From taking a risk that required me to trust in God because I didn't know how the situation in front of me could possibly go well but I knew how and where and when I was being called, and so I went anyway. To maybe more lighthearted things like when I got on a roller coaster for the first time. I'm mildly afraid of heights, and so I was sure I was going to hate it. And I have to tell you, on that slow ride up when a roller coaster begins making its ascent, that fear that I was gonna hate it was immediately confirmed. Sometimes we're right. But you know what else I discovered the first time I got on a roller coaster? And that is that sometimes the hardest part is getting started. Because it turns out that the slow ride to the top of the roller coaster is by far and away, and I'll argue with you on this one, it is the worst part of that ride. It is fear-inducing, and it pulls at all of your insecurities, and you're sure that when you get to the top, you're just going to crash to the ground. But then for me, the fast and the twisty turny and the ups and downs, that's actually pretty fun once you get there. 
So much so that I might even go as far as to say I enjoy roller coasters now. Kind of. Now, my guess is that each and every one of us could tell similar but different stories of things that we have been surprised by when we found joy in them. When we found, perhaps I might say, enjoyment even in them. Because we describe those a little differently, though they have the same root word, right? I would also suggest or dare to suggest that many of those things that we find enjoyment in are not quite as lighthearted and frivolous in, but they might leave big impacts on us in hindsight in the same way, right? And I would venture to argue or to guess this because the truth is we all have unexpected joys in and throughout our lives at one time or another. Now, sometimes we know, we've talked about joy a lot in the last year, year and a half, and sometimes we have to choose that joy and go out of our way to find it and lean into it. Sometimes, though, we know that that joy can find us, even and perhaps especially in moments that we are not looking for it. That's important to frame around this holiday season in the midst of all the feelings the season can bring because that's exactly what happens throughout the Christmas story, including the part of the story that I want to read for us today. Now, I imagine that part of this story is even intimately familiar to part of us, to some of us, right? It's the story of a young woman who found herself pregnant unexpectedly, in a time and place that she was not quite ready or expecting it. It is a story, if we're honest, of panic and of questions and of acceptance and of joy. It is a story of myriad emotions washing over a community that prepares for what is coming, whether they were ready for it or asking for it or not. Today's story is not the story of Mary finding out she is pregnant with Jesus. But instead, these verses I want to read from Luke 1 are the story of what happens in the moments immediately following Gabriel giving Mary this news. And it is in that moment that we are told that Mary was in a hurry as she got up and ran to her friend and her first confidant her cousin Elizabeth. Hear these words from Luke 1. We are told that Mary got up and hurried to a city in the Judean highlands. She entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. With a loud voice, she blurted out, God has blessed you above all women, and he has blessed the child you carry. Why do I have this honor that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Happy is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill the promises he made to her. 
Now, as Mary makes her way to her cousin Elizabeth to share this strange and unexpected news that she was carrying the Savior of the world, Mary, before she can even tell her that, is met with unexpected moments, such as the fact that her cousin Elizabeth was already pregnant at her older age. We don't know if Mary knew that yet or not. But also, can you imagine Mary newly finding out herself that she was pregnant, walking in the door, and she didn't even have to tell Elizabeth she was there. Elizabeth already knew. Immediately upon greeting her, we are told that Mary's presence and her voice caused the child in Elizabeth's womb, another unexpected miracle itself, by the way, to leap in her womb. Now, I appreciate the complex reality of these two pregnant mothers knowing immediately what was going on, of knowing the difference between a kicking child in their womb or anyone who's pregnant maybe could tell you a bit of indigestion sometimes, right? And instead, they knew that it wasn't unusual movement within their womb. It was a leap for joy. Sometimes we have to leap for the joy that we look for in life, don't we? I also appreciate the reality of what comes next in the story because the truth is, until now, we don't actually know what Mary has been thinking or feeling. We simply know that when the angel Gabriel met Mary, Mary accepted this blessing that God had given her. And then the passage before this, it tells us that Mary took all of this and pondered it in her heart. Have you ever had something so unexpected happen that you need to pause and to think through it and to ponder things in your own heart? Those moments or events when perhaps you aren't quite sure yet if you are overjoyed or overwhelmed or afraid or some combination therein. That's always how I've imagined Mary in this moment. As she hurriedly goes to see her cousin Elizabeth, her friend and her confidant, that she trusts to help her process all of this. Community is an important part of living our lives, isn't it? Especially when the community around us has the power to bring forth hope and peace and joy. Joy is where Elizabeth meets Mary this day. Joy in claiming the blessing that this child would be not just to Mary, but to all of the world. Joy in celebrating the gift of Mary being used by God in this amazing way. Elizabeth exudes so much joy in this moment that it even invites Mary for the first time to pause and take a moment to express her joy too. Joy that was surely within her before she arrived at Elizabeth's home, but that is invited forth when Elizabeth shares her own joy. Mary, the passage tells us, goes on to sing a song of joy as recorded in scripture. These are the words immediately following the verses I just read as Mary's song reads, with all my heart, 
I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God, my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on, everyone will consider me highly favored because the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He shows mercy to everyone from one generation to the next who honors him as God. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel, remembering his mercy, just as he promised to our ancestors, to Abraham and to Abraham's descendants forever. Here ends our reading. It began with Mary's word in Mary's song to say, with all my heart, I glorify the Lord. This is Mary's response to Elizabeth. Can you hear the words of joy in those careful words she has chosen? Now, whether Mary passed it to Elizabeth or Elizabeth to Mary, or whether their joy just simply multiplied by being together, these interactions make it hard to deny a truth that we all know that one of the gifts of joy is how incredibly contagious it is. Have you ever noticed this? How, unless you're a bit like the Grinch himself, It is hard to see someone who smiles and is joy-filled and to not also find ourselves reflecting some of that joy. Now, this happens obviously in a lot of ways. Sometimes it's as simple as someone smiling at you and it lightening your day or making you just wanna smile in return and then some stranger accidentally saw you smile and you can see how that goes on and on, right? Sometimes I also wonder though, what we think of when we think of other kinds of joy, not just the kind that comes in passing, but the kind of that deep filled, my favorite example of joy is, and probably always will be, the sound of children laughing, that deep, uninhibited kind of joy that is like no other. I also think of other kinds of joys though, such as some of the ways we're celebrating with joy today, the joy of incredible, music, such as some that we've already heard today and that we will get to continue to both hear and take part in as we sing hymns and carols and songs of joy worshiping our God. I think of other things too, like the signs of the season, such as hope or peace that are behind me or the signs of twinkling lights we've talked about in past weeks. I also think of those bells ringing. Where are your bells? There you are right? I think of the signs of the season like the bells that are all around us. I think of the gift that has nothing to do with the Christmas season, like how I love spending time in nature and seeing God's creation around me. Some of the things that bring us joy obviously happen both within and far beyond this season. And I could go on and on about the examples of things that are joy-filled, that draw us closer to God, that bring us the joy of life and faith that God longs for us to live into. 
But I also think of some of those moments when we know that life is hard. But especially in those moments, like we've talked a lot about how many people in our church family or community or world are grieving right now. And I think that in the midst of those hard moments, we know that we're able to soak in love and joy and hope around and within us anyway. Not because joy makes hard stuff go away, but because part of the gift of joy is that our struggles don't ever get the final say, and it can coexist alongside joy. And that is easier to do when we do it together, isn't it? And so as we gather in a community, as we hear this Christmas story that is about this unexpected hope and peace and joy in unexpected times and places, it makes me wonder, how are we leaning into this, both individually and as a community? How are we leaning into and sharing our joy? Because each and every day, we have opportunities to do that, to turn our personal joy into blessings for others, or to help others see joy in unexpected circumstances, such as when Mary saw her unwed young teenage cousin Mary and realized she was pregnant and immediately celebrated that gift. Friends, Our God, who provides joy in unexpected places, in unexpected times, through unexpected means, through unexpected people, that very same God longs not only to provide joy for us, but for us to find ways to share that joy with others. And so today, as we take our jingle bells that hopefully you received, that I hope you'll keep jingling, is an instrument to honor and to praise God and to celebrate our joy in tangible ways, right? Because joy is one of those things that we can't measure, that we can't be sure whether we have it or if it's fleeting, like just happiness. But we do know that sometimes I love the jingle bells because it's hard for me to ring these and keep a straight face, right? It is hard for me to not ring a bell and be sure of the joy that it can create both within me and within those around me. And sometimes it's nice to have a tangible instrument or way of doing that, isn't it? And so today, as we worship God in community, as we celebrate here, and then as we go forth in a little bit, I hope we'll take these bells with you and use them to ring out the joy of God that lives within you wherever you go, and to let these bells not just be the the annoying noisemakers that you're frustrated the pastor handed out today, right? But to let them be reminders of God's peace and joy wherever you go, no matter where you go or who you're with or what you see or how unexpected the circumstances may be. May we ring our bells and live our lives with joy as we seek opportunities to sing and to make joyful noises unto the Lord our God. Let's pray together. Faithful and loving God, we give you thanks for your immeasurable gifts, such as the gift of joy, God. And I ask that you will pour that gift into each and every person here, helping us to share that gift with all we need. This and every day as we prepare for the greatest joy the world has ever known, 
the birth of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information on our church calendar, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.